All right, people, we are ready to get started. I think I need some water, though. I have ice on this. Yeah, my good ice on this. All right, so how we doing, man? How we doing, family? I hope everybody's good. Um, I'm about to get started with tonight's um, TRTC live special. What's really happening with Kevona and Christopher? I'm going to go right into it. Um, but before actually going right into it, um, what I'd like to say is we um, we definitely want to send out our condolences to the the family, not just the Calabar High School family, but the family of um, Soapman, a.k.a. the um, jump coach at Calabar, who was found murdered, um, I think it was this morning, over in Portmore. So we definitely want to give um, pay respects to that family. Um, his entire family, you know, his, um, the, the coaching family, his, his athletes, his charges. Um, that just adds another layer of difficulty in this time, especially for the athletes and his family. So um, we just want to give a little condolences um, to that situation. So, all right. So, Calabar family losing Nicholas Newville, their um, distance, not their distance, their jumps coach. All right, so let's get right into it. So shout out to Donnett, uh, Courtney Wills, Kadia, what's up? <laughs> I have to go and smile when I see your name on there, man. I think I'm going to bring you on camera though, Kadia. So stay tuned because I, I really want to talk to you about some things here. All right, um, so we're going to talk about what's really happening with Kavona and um, Chris Taylor. And, uh, you know, some of the talking points here, uh, shout out to LJ, some of the talking points here, I think I'm going to get you also on, on this live, um, <clears throat> that what really prompted me to do this live, uh, one, you know, we are the road to champs. I think we're well respected in the, in the, in the track and field from, um, from all angles. You know, a lot of the things that we discuss, a lot of the topics that we bring across, we definitely bring across a level of in-depth knowledge analysis and expertise that, you know, major uh, news 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 carriers will take would take what we say but also i think that we have a very unique group in that we are able to discuss things you know as, as mature adults and so forth and one of the things we do focus on is is our is our youth athletes we do focus on them a lot but we have a situation now where we have kevona davis who is now a student at uh, university of texas and Christopher Taylor, who has, um, you know, both uh, bright stars for for Team Jamaica and the, the sport of track and field. And uh, what prompted me to to get this live going, you know, like, tag, and share, people. So <clears throat> share to other people so they could come on board. And I know a lot of people probably question, what what is my uh, what is my background here? You know, I've I've been fortunate to. To got suckered into track and field back in 1988, but I think I whipped wheeled into it from 78 when I was watching um, Merlin and Donald Quarry and those guys, and then I finally got into the sport as an athlete in 1988 um, for Calabar and uh, moving on, you know, to the NCAA, running for the city of Brooklyn and so forth. But you know, this isn't really about my my background and all that stuff. You know, I coach now as well, um, so I've seen the sport. From, from several angles, from the, the point of a spectator, the point of an athlete, the point of, of a coach, um, a coach in the NCAA system and now a coach in the high school system. Uh, big ups to Ari Rogers, man, waving that flag, man. Big up yourself. Lorna, big up yourself too. Appreciate y'all being here. So what I wanted to do, what really prompted me to, to talk about the situation with, with Kevona first um, is that I saw a post in another group and it, and it said, family, be realistic. It's highly likely that the sprint coaches at the U.S. colleges are not better than the coaches at our high school big champs. Big up, Tisha Chin. Thanks for coming in. And um, program, big champs programs. So stop the ridiculous expectation of our U.S. collegiates. Is the champs athletes in pro programs we should be expecting to show marked improvement. Stay blessed. This, that's, a very loaded, um, that's a very loaded comment and our idea about it, but it does spark what I consider the expectation of what we produce at Champs, okay? So let's be honest, Champs is a high school event, right? 
And you can't expect these high school athletes to leave and just jump into a collegiate or pro system and immediately be impactful, right? Now, there's nothing wrong particularly with what's going on right now with both athletes, right? But there are some people out there who are making it seem like, one, the, the coaching system in the United States is to be desired because here we are now where people are saying, look, the coach, the, these coaches are not better than our high school coaches. The last I checked, many athletes in the NCAA system who are Jamaican, particularly who are NCAA champions and All-Americans, during that time that they're running, jumping, throwing, they're being taught by U.S. collegiate athletes. So for this person, Gregory Campbell, to say that, I think it's, it's ridiculous that he would actually go that far to say that about the U.S. Um, let me put some juice on this. But it look like you tell me only got like ten percent uh, battery life left here, so I'll put some juice on this bad boy so that it doesn't die during during my presentation. All right, so for him to say that, I think is extremely disingenuous and not, you know, and not um, really appreciating what where Jamaica's uh, success has has been. Let's be honest, Jamaica has been very successful with. Um, what, Jamaica has been very successful within the U.S. collegiate system, all right? So you, you go as far back, even last 20, 30 years. I don't want to name names. Let's name names, all right? U.S. collegiate system. I'll go from what I know off the top of my head, right? Out of the collegiate system, there was Patrick O'Connor. There was Howard Birdman Davis on the men's side. There was Beverly McDonald. And as we go up, you go to Maurice Wignall. We go to Neil Gardner. We go to Veronica Campbell-Brown. Then you go up some more, right, into recent history. You look at Dwight Thomas, who, by the way, is a coach of a young man in, in Clearwater, Florida, who's doing really well right now on the scene. A 17-year-old youth, a youth athlete who's doing really good being coached by our former Olympic gold medalist, or Olympic gold medalist, Dwight Thomas, right? And then you look at <clears throat> um, other athletes, you know, um, Danny McFarlane, you look at um, Michael Blackwood, David Clark, um, Big Up Keswick, you know, all these guys have run well in the U.S. collegiate system, all right? But now we've gone through a Usain Bolt era where everybody believes that once you go to champs and once you leave champs, you should go into a private, a pro contract because that's what Usain did. Now, people, you have to remember, Usain is a one in a million year phenomenon, all right? And you can't use that model to say that this is how it's going to be for every student athlete after that. It's going to take some time to build up, right? To before we find that next person. So please, if you're gonna come on any track and field forum to pit Jamaica against US, especially when it comes to kids in the collegiate system, to say that, oh, those coaches are no good. You're not being truthful to the history and to what is currently happening, right? And that is what is the problem with many of the fans, I would call them fanatics, who believe that if you win three races at champs, that means when you go to NCAA Division One, Two, or Three, first of all, every kid wants to go Division One, right? So you get into Division One, which is to me the next level right before the Olympics. Because if you look at even the last three, four years, I'm gonna call a name Omar McLeod. He went from champs to NCAA, to world champs, to Olympics, all in one shot, right? Another guy who is phenomenal in his own regard. And he still continues to progress, but I don't know if Casey Graham was coaching when he was at Arkansas. So how can anyone tell me or anyone else in the sport that the U.S. collegiate coaches are no good? So you shouldn't expect anything from, from kids that go to the U.S. on scholarship. Because the history already proved itself that some of the kids are really going to do well. All right, what's up, Michelle? Some of the kids are really going to do well. Some will do well when they just start. Some will do well later on, right in their, in their senior season. But you cannot say that the reason Kevona ran 729, which by any means, she is ranked, what, 15th in the NCAA at this point as a freshman, which is a very good ranking, not only a good ranking, but 7.29, is a good collegiate time. She may not be able to win the NCAA if she only ran 7.29, but 
it is a very good time for someone to start with as a freshman. As a freshman in the Division I system. And being ranked 15th, let me tell you something about being ranked 15th. It means she gets an invitation to the national championships. Not many people get an invitation, right? Because the NCAA usually took on in 21, but now they're taking people from regionals, which I think brought it up to 32 athletes. All right? So LJ is saying, we have lost practically the entire World Junior 2014 group. O'Hara, Hyde, Minze, Tyler Mason, etc. So that group <coughs> of athletes who did not go to the NCAA, who stayed home in Jamaica, have not done well, have not produced for Jamaica after that point. But the one thing they have in common is that they ran at champs for a very long time, right? They ran at champs at a very long time. Now, here comes Juna Nicholas saying, Kevona Davis, I think, made a mistake when she entered the NCAA system. He says that that type of athlete, as she was in Jamaica, she should have taken up some pro contract like lesser athletes than her. Come on now. Lesser athletes. This is the type of mentality that I, don't, I, can't, I can't appreciate. I cannot appreciate when you speak of the athletes, lesser athletes. Athletes have different ceilings or limitations to themselves. But for someone to come out and say that they are, this person is a lesser athlete and they got a pro contract and you gone to college, you gone to college because you shouldn't go to college. Now, let me talk about something here about going to college or pro. There's a kid named Grant Holloway. He won the world championships in the hurdles, the last world championships in the hurdles. And he was also a several time NCAA champion in the 4x4, the high hurdles, long jump, etc. right? He's doing like two or three, two events and two relays, right? Now, coming out of high school as a freshman in college, he could have gone pro. Other people who came out who went pro like Noah Lyles is also a world champion. Grant went to college, became an NCAA champion, and later on, they both met up back as world champions in the same world championships. I think that was a 2019, right? Now, when we look at Jamaica <clears throat> and look at who have produced, having gone through the collegiate system, i.e. Bloomfield, i.e. Allen, um, Natalia um, White, Natalia White, even Janelle, um, Janelle, that girl from Woolmers, right? She's done pretty well in recent history. Now, she had an accident, I think it was last year, year before last. You know, I've had the pleasure of seeing her um, in training in, in, at FAU, and she looks like a world-class athlete, right? Now, the, the injury obviously slowed her down. Corona obviously slowed her down. But the point is, she went through college, got her degree, and is um, she's won a medal at, at a world championships, I believe it was, um, in one of those relays. But nonetheless, it's a world championship medal. That's big. That's big in my books, right? So for people to be casting aspersions on these quality athletes because they go up to the NCAA system are disingenuous and Janiel Smith, right? Six in the world championships in her own event in the, in the, in the 100 meters. Six she was. Thank you very much, LJ. She was sixth. That means she's going to get invited over and over and over to meets. <clears throat> once she's healthy, you know? But the point is, Junior Nicholas is saying that on her championship team when she was a star, she was sparingly raced and would have time each week to get sharp for the next week, et cetera, et cetera. Because what he's saying now <coughs> is that the very same thing that some people are afraid of is that the NCAA system is going to burn you out. The NCAA system does not burn you out. It cannot burn you out. It protects you from itself. That's what Paul Cunningham is saying. Paul is saying, Kevona may not start her unloading training as yet. Plus, indoor running is not the same as outdoor running. That's a very good point, Paul. Very good point. Now, I will say this. When I went to, to college, which was some 30 years ago, right? And my very first indoor race, the very first indoor 400 was on a flat track at the University of Florida. It was a 4x4. And I think I ran a 200 also. It was the weirdest feeling I ever had. That's not an excuse though, right? It's not an excuse. 
But a lot of people are going to have that same experience. You just got to take a little time to get up on it. And that is okay. But to be casting aspersions saying that, oh, this is what's happening to her because she went to the wrong school. She's on the wrong coach. She shouldn't be running indoor, etc., etc., is again very disingenuous. <clears throat> You've got to give them some time to readjust. And it's not an excuse I'm making for any athlete. What I'm telling you is it does and truth and in fact takes a bit of adjustment. You have to adjust inside because it's different, right? How can you join others to the video? Mission, if you want to, if you want to join in, I'll 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 get you in um, in a second. I want this as like a waiting room or something. I could get you in, um, but uh, but my point is that you cannot be bringing these types of feelings towards the athletes because they didn't win a race. You're used to seeing them win at champs because that's high school, all right, and they're special, and that's high school. But once you get to college, where everyone is good, everyone on that line is good, right? I remember, um, I think it was Kemel Thompson said to me one day, if you can run 50 points in the hurdles, in the 400 hurdles, you can run 48. And he said, the reason you can is because all it's going to take for you is to get your steps properly in that one race. He said this to me because I struggled to break that 50 second point barrier, but that's fine, right? I didn't, I didn't break the 50 second barrier, but the point that he was making is once you get used to it, once you... Put, you, put it all together because everyone who shows up to that line, it will be a good race for you as, a, as an individual. I'll get you in a second row. I see you. We're waiting. Um, I think uh, Michelle, you just got to say, you know, say you want to be in the video and I'll, I'll get you in. Particularly, I want, I would, I'd like to say what Michelle has said because I know a couple of years ago we had a discussion. <coughs> mm. We had a discussion. Sorry about that. So here we are now. Back to what, what has been said. Um, then I shudder to think how she balances her school assignments with the hectic training and race schedule. If I remember correctly, Keswick, maybe you could remind me. You could only train 15 hours a week in the NCAA. Only 15 hours. Right? There is... <laughs> and you have to sign in when you go to practice, right? And the coach has to submit what they did to the, to the NCAA. 15 hours, I, I recall. Now, let me tell you about this hectic schedule that we talk about that some people talk about because you guys are attacking the NCAA system a system that has continuously produced great athletes for Jamaica and the rest of the Caribbean where do some of these Trinidad athletes come from right who end up on the Trinidad team some of them are in the Caribbean I mean in the NCAA system when you look at some of the world chance finals and Olympic finals the they will tell you that these guys raced against each other in college it's no, it's no, it's, it's not brain surgery. It's, it's not rocket science, right? So to cast this person on the NCAA, I think is wrong. And to expect an athlete to come out of a high school system and just dominate, I think it's just wrong as well. All right? I think it was Michelle asking to come in. Let me see if I can bring Michelle on camera. Um, Michelle, make sure you got uh, that, that phone thing ready. Let me bring in Michelle for a couple minutes. I'm particularly peeved as, as, as the... As the person behind the Road to Champs, this this forum that I, again has provided tremendous insight into the sport for our athletes, right? So again, I don't want anyone to to come in. Okay, she she declined. All right, so she asked, but she declined. That's all right. That's all right. All right. So let me get um, Roy in for now. Let's see what Roy has to say. All right. Let's see how Roy is doing right now. Let's see if I hopefully I can hear him really clear. <clears throat> uh, but nonetheless, people, we're at a point now. With, we're at a point now with Chris Taylor, who I'll talk about next, where we cannot be saying these things about the athletes. Kevona in the 200 meters ran 23.26 so far, right? And that puts her, I think, at number seven the last time I checked it. All right, all right. So he declined as well. So okay, we're, we're moving on. I guess we made a point already um, that he wanted to say. Uh, but we got some more, some more comments that we want to take a look at. Um, Jamar Johnson says that Kevona will run well. She's just taking her time to get used to the indoor system. Jamar Johnson also, also quotes, also brings in Chris Ann Gordon, won the NCAA women's 400 meter gold and went on to represent Jamaica. 
that's an excellent point right there. And I remember when, when she was leaving Homewood, I think she left Homewood with, with, with a bit of an injury. And I think it, 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 it brought down the team morale that final year that Chrisanne was there. But Chrisanne bounced back. She went to college and she did her thing, won, won the thing, and uh, moved on to run for Jamaica as well. Okay? So um, let's see, BJ, BJ. All right, so that's what bothers me, people. There's nothing happening or as bad with Kevona. She's doing what she's supposed to do as a collegiate athlete. All right? So if you see anyone talking craziness about it, about Kevona and all that stuff, just shut them down. Don't even engage them in the conversation because the young lady's doing fine, all right? I'm not even going to talk about her training because I don't know her coaches. I don't even know who is the head coach right now or the coaches or the assistant coaching staff at that school at, um, in, in, at Texas, right? But let me just put some things in perspective as well. As much as I appreciate her position right now in the NCAA, let's make it very clear that 7.29 is not a time that's going to get you in on the world scene. It will not, okay? You have to be running in a 7071 region. And people might say, oh, 71 to 72, this is sprints. We're talking about 60 meters. It goes by like that, seven seconds. All right? So to be dropping 0.2 or 0.1 to try to catch somebody, that is a whole lot of running, people. A whole lot of running. So now, let's move over to our professional side. All right? This is where things get dicey. And this is where people will say, oh, this guy doesn't like this guy or whatever, whatever. But I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all right now in this, in this forum. It is the hype. That's what I'm about to say. It's the hype. Yes, Cherokee Young is doing good as well. Big up to Cherokee. Thank you very much, T-Shirt Chin, for that one. Cherokee Young is doing well. So what are we sitting here pining over how Kevona is doing? She's having a wonderful time in college. <laughs> She's learning and she's growing, right? LJ's comment says, it's the hype from the fanatics that put pressure on the athletes. I'm trying to see more here. I want to see more. Maybe if I go, okay, here we go. Um, on the athletes, people who insist on saying there should be on the Olympic team from she was in high school, all right? Now, Cherokee Young is going to be the new female in the 4x4. I've seen this young lady run. Excellent, excellent um, form. All right. She's in college too. So now let's move on to the professional side of things. Chris Taylor. I've said this once and I've said this twice. And I'll say it again tonight. I'm not going to hide behind a keyboard. All right. I'm not going to hide behind a keyboard. If, if you'd like to join in in the conversation, please just Raise your hand or hit that button to say you want to join me on the video. I'll bring you in. All right? And I want to know what you guys think where Chris Taylor is right now. Again, the fanatics have brought Chris Taylor up on this pedestal. You know, like, 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 you know, let's see what I'm I'm not the least worried about Kivona. She's not a great starter, just like both. There you go. So are we worried about Kivona? Kevona will be fine. She will be an NCAA All-American. She will even be a champion two or three times. And that's going to put her in the position to command a very good contract. I think that was the point that was uh, Kiara Grant. There you go, another one. Doing well. Um, where she left off last year. That's what I'm talking about, people. These athletes are doing well, not because they don't win every race. They are doing well. I, I think the point I made with, with Grant you know, with Grant Holloway is that he went pro his first year in college. He could have gone pro his second year in college. He could have gone pro, pro his third year in college. But when he went to the World Champs and did his thing, you saw what he did? Because now he knew we had them where he wanted them. He knew we had them in, the, in his pockets. They were going to give him everything he wanted now and more. So sometimes you got to just stay calm. All right? So now let's move on to Chris Taylor. As I was saying before, one thing that I would, I would have always said, and I, and I maintain my point, 
is that Taylor should have gone pro when he was 15. <laughs> Woo! Are you hearing me, people? Yes. Go tell it on the mountain. And I remember when I said this to a group of um, my, my colleagues, so my Rabbalat Lions, and I said it to them, their first comment was, why, you want to lose champs? Say what? You want to lose champs? I'm saying let's promote this guy. Let's get him into a system that's going to create a legacy for him, which is funny because now the track club at Calabar is called Legacy. Right? But we didn't want that for Chris Taylor at that age, at age 15. And the reason I said it, he's ran, he ran a 45.2, right? 45.2 to win up in um, Cali, Colombia, high altitude, right? Um, Lorna Clark, is, you know, still talking about the indoor. Yeah. yeah. That's right, Lorna. Kimon is going to be fine. So immediately after, this is where I was going, you know, he should have gone into a high-performance training system, right? If that means professional, then it means professional. But he should have gone into that high-performance system, right? Because I believe at that age, it was perfect for him. Because when you look at some of the guys who are in the world champs for certain other countries, right? They are, 50, they are not 50, they are 18 and 19 and 20, right? And they have a lot to offer the, 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 their teams at that point. But what happened instead was Chris returned to Calabar. He won a couple more races, but then in his final season, um, he leaves champs on a, a lackluster note. Not only losing his pen, but also not being able to win the team title. Okay? And when I look at what happened at that final champs where he lost that four, that final 400 meters, it's, it's, it's not as memorable as when Daniel England lost to, um, what a Powell guy named Donovan Powell. That was a really good race between Powell and England. The one between Taylor and I think it was a woman's kid that won it. Was it Mirren? I can't remember. Right. Um, was that what Bloomfield ran ran the sub 44? Had he opted out not to compete? That I couldn't answer for Bloomfield, but I think Bloomfield did what he what he what he should have done, right? Bloomfield went into the NCAA system. Sadly, or you know, funnily, he bumps into Fred Curley. Then his following year, he bumps into Michael Norman. So he plays second fiddle to these two guys, which is not bad. Right? Far, Jeremy Far, right. Jeremy Far won the race. Thank you. So Jeremy Far won that 400 meters in Chris's last year. And I'm not casting and saying bad about Far, but Far didn't come close to the record. Um, he didn't run <clears throat> a particularly super stellar time. He ran a good, good high school time, right? I've not ran that fast, right? But these guys are there. So that's what bothers me when Taylor went back. And now that he's in the indoor season up to his third event, he's still running the same time that he's ran before. Yes, Chris has ran a national record of 32.80 in the 400 meters indoor. Um, I don't want to break your hearts, people, but there's a guy named Jaden Slade who is 17, eight, in the 17 18 category up in Clearwater. Who is coached by one Dwight Thomas? That kid in December ran 32.77. Put it in perspective, people. And I'm pretty sure Chris and his coach have had this discussion that they know that there's a lot of work to do. But several years ago, the fanatics behind the sport in Jamaica were saying Chris ran 45 and 15. So at 16, he's going to run 44. At 17, he's going to run 43. And by the time he's chance, he's going to run 42. 
And then when he goes into the NCAA system, not the NCAA, when he goes pro, he's going to come on the scene. He's going to be Wade Van Nierkirk, um, something Gardner, um, Kirani James. Uh, who else? You know what I'm saying? Oh, is it January 16th, not December? All right. Thank you for the correction. So Jade ran that race January 16th. A couple of days, weeks, or a week or two before or while at the same time, Chris ran at 32-8. Right? Shout out to Coach Jade. Coach Jade. Hope you're doing fine, man. Hope, hope you're getting over that corona. So my people, you have a high schooler right now who is running 32-7-7. Chris, as a pro, has ran 32-8. Right? So we can't say that Chris is, you know, getting used to it because he's up to his third race. His first race, 4578. His second one, 4609 or 08. And people are saying, oh, he got clipped by um, the, the Trinidad dude. But I'll say this to you, people. If Chris was running 455, he would not have gotten clipped. And if, when you look at the times that the professional guys have done, right? For example, uh, uh, a friend of mine watched the race between um, Taylor and Curly, that first race. And the guy said to me, he's not really a track fan, but he says to me, that guy in the front looks like a... Think about that. This guy's not really a track and field guy, but he says to me, the guy in the front looks like a professional. And Curly ran on 45-0-something. That's what professional athletes run in the 400 meters indoor and even faster of course right so to say that he's getting used to this indoor thing i'm not going to accept it the fact is that there's a lot of work that needs to be done by taylor and we need to just appreciate that and let him be don't jump on him for not running as fast as curly as norman and those guys I mean, look at the race last week between Rye Benjamin and Michael Norman. That result was fire, right? I'm going to try to find I'm going to see if I, 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 I still have the results up on my screen here, right? This was what, New Balance Indoor? Let me, let me, let me bring, I'm going to bring up that result between, between um, Norman and Rye Benjamin, both of whom ran on the same team in college, and now they, run, they, they, now they ran against each other at the pro level listen to the times people 45 34 and right benjamin 45 39 cherry ran 45 2 all right so what i wanted you to understand look i don't care about no training systems right now i'm not talking about unloading foolishness all right because you're a professional you're not in high school getting sharpened up for the for, for a championship every race you run has implications on your contract. It is your job at this point. 45.5 would be acceptable. 45.78 and 46.0 and a 32.8, which translates to a 45.8. You cannot accept that as a pro and pat yourself on the back. Oh, you're getting used to it and you ran a, 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 you ran a national record. Yes, the reason why he ran that record is because a lot of Jamaicans did not run that 300 meters indoor. Okay, and that's fine. But look at the outdoor record. Both has an outdoor record at what, 30, 3103? I think Michael Johnson has the, no, no. Weird Van Nieker has 3103. Michael Johnson has 30.8. I think both has 30.9. Right? 30 seconds. Even though it's outdoor, if you go indoor, Wallace Spearman has 31. And those are the types of guys you're going to be expected to run against. So don't tell me that. All right? Everybody's loaded now. And that's the outdoors. I'm not even going to worry about outdoors. But that's the point, though, Paul. That, I mean, LJ. Good point, LJ. I thought Paul was saying it. That's the point. If everybody is loading now and they're running a half a second to even 0.7, three quarters of a second faster, what happens when they, too, unload? What's going to happen to when they unload people? You tell me. All I'm saying is don't give up on a kid. Understand where he is. And when I said to somebody, 
I would have been happier if Chris had ran 45-7 as a collegiate athlete. Because several collegiate athletes have faster times than him in the 400 right now. And I think they have an indoor championship this year. I'm not sure. I know some schools have opted out of the indoor season. There are some teams that don't even have a season because of COVID. But where we are with, with Taylor is there's a lot of work to be done in the drawing board. And I don't know if that injury that he, that he suffered um, right before or during champs, the last champs he ran, I don't know if that has anything to do with where he's at now. It probably does, right? Maybe the accumulation of the 2-4 double, which I believe is total rubbish. The 2-4 double is rubbish. That's why I think I give I I, put, I give my hats off to when they won the last championships. I'm gonna tell you why. Because you hardly saw any athlete doubling. You hardly saw that. But yesterday you have other teams that are trying for the championship are doubling people when they have other athletes sitting in the wing just like, oh wait, me, 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 me. You have enough athletes to run. <clears throat> right? Getting updates. Um, that um, LJ, 10 NCAA athletes are faster than Taylor so far. Um, Ryan Butler saying 45-2 is the leading time for the NCAA. 45-2. I'm telling you, people, this is not child's play at this level. Excuse me. This is not child's play at this level. You have to come correct. And don't tell me that people are loading and unloading, blah, 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 blah. All right? Um, you got to get to the pole first. <laughs> Let's see. Elijah Goodwin is a junior athlete. Chris uh, Taylor lose both races the same way. You got to get to the pole first. That is a that is a good reason. But again, if you're running on pace to run forty five two, forty five five, you would get to the pole first. You would. So if you're going to run 45-8 or 46 flat, you're not going to get to the pole first when you're running against a, a Michael Norman who's clipping sub-22, his first 200. Both Rye and Michael Norman came through that 200 in the same 21-67. Teammates. Team USA. NCAA athletes, they both came through at 21.67. And look at the finish times, 45.34 to 45.39. I'm telling you people, shouts to Andrea, Jamaica Hurdler, big of yourself, right? You can't come as a pro and you run that three times in a row. You can't run 45-7, 45-8, 46 flat three times in a row and say it's pro. It's not. All right? It's really not. But at the same time, I think the big issue that we have is because of the expectations that we have placed on these athletes. All right? Not everybody's going to win. The first thing I remember, the world champs every two years. The Olympics is every four every four years. So it's very difficult to win and win again and again. So you saw both did it. You and Blake ain't gonna do it. Because why? Both sucked up those 12 years. Or is it nine? Yeah, 12 years. <laughs> both sucked up those 12 years. So lucky if he got one for himself. He did get a world champs. Congratulations to him. He's on that world record four by one team. Congratulations to him. But the point is, people, you don't roll out a boys and girls champs and go win Olympics. You do not do that. You will get your heart broken. It's a different type of speed. It's a different type of commitment. Now, let's get back to that 2-4 craziness that I see a lot of people do at champs with their athletes. Coaches, if you hear me, stop it. Parents, if you see your kid running 2 tell the coach for Tappy. 
and as I said, as I was saying to that point with 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 um with um with Kingsley College winning that last championship, <coughs> I have a nephew who ran for Kingsley College. I call him my nephew, you know. Um, because I'm meant to do right now. And he came to Kingsley College to run just one event, the 200 meters. He was not on the four by one by four. He only ran one event, the 200 meters. All right, don't do it. Don't do it. Only the 200, he finished second in 200 at champs. But he only ran one event. And, and Kingston College that year used several athletes with the large numbers that they had and put them in certain places, put them in the right places. One man for the 100, one man for this, one man for that, right? But the 2-4 double does not exist. And understand what I mean when it does exist. Don't run at me and tell me, oh, Michael Johnson, blah, 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 blah. Michael Johnson did it. But let's be honest. Michael Johnson had the schedule change. That's the first thing. Because they realized that the schedule is not going to help athletes. All right? That schedule ain't going to help athletes athletes so if you don't believe you you'll see you'll see exactly what i'm talking about athletes will need more all right let me see i, I think i'm losing power i don't want to lose power because i don't want to lose y'all all right good i'm back in right so the athletes um, I would tell you, people, the two four dog kill your career. Even um, I think that girl named RG from Georgia tried it the other day, and you could see how tired she was in the two hundred meters. The two four double is not a double that should be done. Period. Let's stop it. All right. So I'm sure his sponsors know he's new to this. Please, sponsors don't care. Sponsors want what is called ROI, return on investment. Hear me, people. Those shoe sponsors need that return on investment, ROI. So don't tell me that, oh, they're going to say, it's okay, Chris. You can run some more bad races. We know you're just getting used to this. No. Some of those guys on contracts right now, they're looking around because they haven't had the chance to run the Olympics or World Championships yet. They haven't proved themselves. And if they did, they didn't make a final. All right? So the 2-4 is highly discouraging. When you people tell me that, oh, Isaac McCullough did it. Yeah, and where's Isaac McCullough now? They're talking about Shawnee Miller Weebo doing it, and Shawnee's like, y'all keep that to yourselves, right? Uh, is that Bolt lost a while, lot even though he more talented? Say what? Bolt lost in what year? Two thousand four, his first Olympics. And that was it. I don't know. I mean, I mean, if, if you're talking about he lost a D meet at Kurt Vine. <laughs> Go ahead, if you want to count that. But the man walked with what, nine gold medals or eight from the Olympics? How many world championship gold medals? Please. Anyway, <laughs> you can't, exactly, you can't compare anyone to Bolt. All right? Let's not put Bolt in this conversation. That's a whole different human being right there. All right? But the 2-4 double has to stop, people. You're not going to do it well, period. You're not. And you need to, and, and, and uh, exactly, Felix did it and failed. I think Felix didn't even make the U.S. team. And the U.S. ain't going to make no concessions for me because, oh, you're Addison Felix, let's put you in. Okay, Geneva Tomo, you just have to sit back and let Addison run these two races, okay? Stop the 2-4. If you see your kid running 2-4, tell the coach, no. And the coaching says, tell your picnic, no, y'all wouldn't want race. The 200 are the 400, are the one, two. 
right? That's why it, it hurt my heart when I saw Ristanana Tracy run the 400 hurdles, the 800 meters, four by four, and the 400 meters at champs. Why are we doing this, people? Why are we doing this? Okay? So we need to stop the foolishness, people. Stop the rubbish. You know, like Susan Potter would say, stop the insanity. That's what grinds my gears, people. You know, we have good athletes and we're, and we're, and we're not coaching them in, 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 in exactly. Bowles is a special kind of human being. Let's be honest. You notice all the talk, everybody want to see Bolt run the 400 at the Olympics. Bolt was like, y'all keep that to yourselves. I'll do my one-two, and when I'm done, I'm about to do what? I'm about to go play some music. All right? Let me see something here. <laughs> you know, he has more to lose, all part of natural progression. Not sure where that conversation is. Uh, Kobe Taylor loves both. This blah blah blah. All right, we give him that. Reason with your mind. Reason with the facts that are in front of you, and not the emotions. I mean, I get it. Sometimes I'll be watching a race and think my emotions be like, "Yo, I want us to win. I want us to win." Right. But the truth is, we may lose. Big up to Rob, Olympian, gold medalist, national 100-meter champion out of Homewood High School, Homewood Technical High. But um, finally, I just, just got to say, stop the two-four, stop the two-four madness, right? It's, it's not done. People have done it, but it's not done. There's a reason why the, pro the professionals don't do it. And it's because they know if you were to look at the NCAA um, meet setup, I don't think the NCAA put a limit on the number of races you could run. But the way they set up that schedule, you just can't do certain things, right? You just can't do certain things. Um, maybe in another episode, I'll, I'll bring up the NCAA schedule. I figure out how to do everything on the camera, graphics and stuff. All right. So we we need to just cool our jets on these uh, bright stars that we have. All right. Just just come on now. Come on now, people. Jet, let's just slow it down. Cool our jets on these. All right. <sighs> All of you making a big deal about nothing, let it go. All right. Paul is saying that the hardest race to coach to me is the 400 meters. You know, you know, Paul. I've seen a, a couple questions around about the event, but the thing about the events is that each event has its own degree of difficulty. And I can't say the 100 meter has a degree of difficulty as nine. The 800 degree of difficulty is eight. We're talking about a ten. The marathon degree of difficulty is at two. I don't know. But it takes a certain mentality. I, I think the marathon is probably the hardest because in that race, you have to concentrate for over two hours. You have to stay focused for over two hours in one event. At one thing. Two hours concentration on one thing. Many of you can't do one thing for two hours, right? That two hours is 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 phenomenal to me. So I think I give it, I give the hardest event is the marathon. I mean, how am I going to coach a marathon now? Am I going to be standing on um, on the tallest building and watch him run around and watch him run around? No, I can't do that. Looks like we got a battle of words going on. Katie is, is beefing. Gregory's there. I see Paul, LJ, too. Um, some of those comments I'm going to miss and just move forward. All right. So um, <laughs> go back. 
you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to go all the way back and see some of these comments, but I think you guys get the picture. There's nothing happening with, nothing bad happening with um, Kevona. There's nothing bad particularly with Chris. It's just that we need to not make the excuse and make the adjustment. And I'm pretty sure Taylor has had that conversation with his coach. And I'm sure Taylor's coach has had a conversation with him. That there are adjustments that need to be made, not excuses. So let's stop with the indoor getting used to. Let's stop with the loading and unloading. All right? Let's just stop with it. It's just adjustments that need to be made, not excuses. All right, people, I think I've, um, I've held you guys for long enough. All right? <laughs> you got to put the mass training day by day. I'm telling you, that marathon, how you do it, man. I don't know how they do it. Like, I'm going to coach you. I can't get to watch you to say, oh, do this. No, bro. Probably got to drive behind them because they move it out. They clip at, a, what, four minutes, four and a half minutes per mile in the, in when they run the marathon. That's pretty brisk. Four and a half minutes when they actually run the race. So that's pretty brisk. So I could probably go. I wonder if I keep on a hoverboard or something, you know, if you're coaching a, a marathon athlete. Um, family, I hope you guys got something from this tonight. That if if you guys, you know, I just really want you to share. You know, put a like on the comments. Put a like on, on this video just now. Because it's, uh, track and feed is very important to me. You know, I, I got in late in life. But it did some good things for me, though. I ain't gonna lie. It did some really good things for me. And um, I'm working on a new um, podcast that I want to bring you guys in on as well. <laughs> Uh, with track and field athletes, of course, you know, I just, I just love track and field. Don't talk about no American football. Don't talk about none of that. I'm all track and field. All right. So thank you very much, Courtney. Big up yourself. Put a like, put a like on there, family. Put a like. Trying to get the numbers up for the next time. Uh, you know, I'm going to try to make this a weekly thing. Ain't going to lie. I'm going to try to make this a weekly thing because I think we need discussion in the sport. We need discussion. I need some of you to come from me on the keyboards and come on screen and talk to me. Thanks very much, Misha, for joining in. I know you were kind of worried that, you know, I was going <laughs> to say some things, but read and truthfully, Kevona is doing just fine. I, I love where she's at. Um, I think she'll, she'll do very well, you know, as a, as a freshman there and move on to bigger things. You know, she will, you know, she's, she's a student of the sport. She, she'll make it. All right, that's, that's a critical component there, being a student of the sport and just loving it. All right, so, but that's my time, family. Um, we'll see you again next week. Stay tuned. Keep logging into the Road to Champs. We don't give you, we're not, we're not always the first to break the news, but thank you. But I, um, thank you very much, Ms. Uh, Lorna. Um, we, we, are, we, ne we may not be the first to break the news, but we're definitely accurate and factual when we, when we break the news to you all right so love peace and old school grease <laughs> we'll be back take it easy